It's another walk-off win for the Atlanta Braves as they get some key at-bats late in the game from Dansby Swanson, William Contreras, Adam Duvall, and others. And they take advantage of another great start by Charlie Morton. We'll cover all of that on today's episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves so that you can be part of the conversation. Send in any questions, comments, feedback, that you may have for the podcast and make sure that you subscribe to the podcast wherever it is that you get your podcast subscribe to us on youtube as well and be a part of the comment and conversation there in that comment section and thanks for making lockdown braves your first listen each and every day we post episodes daily five days a week monday through friday and are free and available on all platforms on today's Episode talking about Wednesday's exciting walk-off win over the San Francisco Giants. Some key at-bats late in the game in that one. And then talking about Charlie Morton's great outing. And could he finally be back to the Charlie Morton that we are used to seeing? And then we'll obviously preview Thursday's afternoon matchup, which will be starting here shortly. So we'll get into that as well. But let's start with the fireworks from Wednesday night. The Braves come back down 3-1. to one in the ninth inning and get the walk-off win four to three. It was the first game that they had won all year after trailing after eight innings. It was the first game all year that the Giants had lost after winning after eight innings. So a couple of streaks broken there. After last night, I didn't mention this, on Tuesday, rather, it was the first time in, I believe, three years the Braves hadn't won a game where they scored 10 or more runs. So couple of streaks, long streaks broken in this series and what has already been an incredible series. If these two teams somehow match up in a playoff setting, uh, should be some really good games as these first three in Atlanta have been outstanding. Just very two well-matched teams going at it, two playoff contending teams. It's been a lot of fun to watch. And so far, the Braves have been, the, been on the better end of two of those games as they do come back to get the walk-off win, the second walk-off win against the Giants in this series already. And I want to start with that ninth inning. Um, you know, this time, Minter does come into the game, and I'll talk about that a little bit more. He gives up that big insurance run that allows the Giants to extend their lead to 3-1. to one. But then you go to the bottom of the ninth. Dansby falls behind 0-2 in the count, but battles back works the count full, and then goes deep to center field to bring the Braves within a run and steal no outs in the inning. And that was huge right there, obviously. Um, part of me in the back of my mind was thinking, man, that that run that Mentor allowed uh, is going to come back to bite the Braves here. But still, you get a leadoff home run to bring you back within one, and you got the middle of the order coming up. You still felt pretty good 
about about the Braves' chances, especially because the Giants' bullpen has been worked in this series, and they already couldn't go to their closer. Duvall had to pitch the previous games, and honestly, the Braves worked him pretty good, so that made him unavailable. So Gabe Kapler over there just scrambling for arms to try to finish this one off, and as it turns out, they could not. But after the Dansby home, home run, Ozuna with a good at bat, he gets on, fights a, a pitch off and takes it the other way, sneaks it through the infield for a leadoff single. And then I thought Matt Olson got it. I think he thought he got it too. Hits a ball to deep center field, but it ends up landing on the warning track. But some great heads-up base running by Marcel Ozuna. And you don't say that very often, great base running out of Marcel Ozuna, but he tags up from first and advances to second base. And apparently we found out after the game the Braves held a team meeting on base running in particular. Something I've talked about a lot on here, outside of Michael Harris, Ronald Acuna, and Dansby Swanson, uh, this lineup is very station-to-station. Station. Not a lot of great base runners on this team. But in this inning, you saw Ozuna tag up on a fly ball to deep center from first base. You saw the catcher, William Contreras, steal a base. So perhaps that meeting uh, worked a little bit. Maybe we'll see some better base running out of these guys in the middle of the order because a lot of times those guys, Ozuna, Olsen, Duvall, Contreras, Arcia, those guys in the middle of the lineup, or station to station a lot of times, and I think it cost the Braves from manufacturing runs like we saw on Wednesday night. But, again, good base running by Azuna. Takes advantage of Slater in center field for the Giants, who doesn't hurry because he probably doesn't think Ozuna's going to tag up from first base. But he does. He moves up, and then comes William Contreras to the plate. He takes a strike. Takes till he gets a strike. Takes two pitches. First one's a ball. Second one's a strike. He's taking till he gets a strike. This is what I was talking about on Wednesday's podcast is these at-bats late in the game in these clutch situations, you're seeing a lot of these Braves hitters just going up there and, and flailing and offering at the first pitch they see being overly aggressive. I loved this approach by William Contreras. And you know maybe he could have looked a little bit more competitive in the box. You could clearly tell that he was going to take till he got a strike, but he did. And he ultimately gets himself in a 2-1 count and then gets a middle-middle fastball a little bit in, kind of in his wheelhouse, and he does not miss it, and he cranks it into left field, driving in Ozuna to tie the game. And again, that's what that's what was frustrating me at the end of Tuesday night's game, is just there was not this type of approach of a bat of trying to work yourself into a good count so that you can jump on a good fastball. And I love to see that from Contreras, and you really saw that and a lot of these at-bats by Braves players late in the game. Then you had Contreras steal a bag, like I said earlier. Arcia got himself in a 3-2 count. Ends up swinging at ball four, and you wonder if Contreras hadn't been running. You know, Arcia probably felt like he needed to swing the bat there. If Contreras isn't running, if Arcia takes ball four there, and then you have first and second. But either way, Contreras steals the bag. Arcia strikes out for out number two of the inning. And then up steps Adam Duvall. And I got to tell you, did not have a lot of confidence here in Adam Duvall. Had some of the worst at-bats from Braves hitters in this game up until this point. But got ahead in the count 2-0. Took a close strike. Then got a low fastball down the middle. 
for a walk-off hit, a base hit up the middle that scores Contreras from second base, and the Braves get the walk-off win. But my my big thing here, late in this game, we're just much better at bats. Again, that was my biggest criticism of the offense from Tuesday is late in the game and these clutch situations, just not great at bats, not great approaches at the plate. And you saw a drastic change in that on Wednesday, and it results in a win. And I want to take a step back further than that. Earlier in the game, you look at the seventh inning, Braves offense did nothing for the first six innings of this, this game. Carlos Rodon was certainly on it, and he was he's a very good pitcher for a, a good reason. But the seventh inning, again, Ozuna leadoff single in the inning. Matt Olson, who seems to be heating up and jumping on balls and hitting them hard, he got a first-pitch fastball, hit it for a double, scored Ozuna. And then you had William Contreras, who took a ball the other way. You could see the approach. Moved Matt Olson to third with one out. And then again, another at-bat by Arcia. I really love the at-bats by Contreras and Arcia late in this game. A great at-bat by Arcia. Falls behind, thousand pitches off, and then takes a pitch the other way. Hits it really hard, unfortunately, right at Brandon Belt. Or, it's, or else the Braves would have tied that game up in the seventh inning. So, again, just further proving the point of the at-bats by Braves hitters in this game and the approach they were taking, I thought it was much better than what we saw late in the game on Tuesday, and it leads to the comeback win. But the reason the offense had a chance for this comeback was because of the performance of Charlie Morton on the mound, and we now have a three-game sample size of some really good performances from Charlie Morton We'll talk about that more next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com is the original online jeweler. Since 1999, they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring. Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring, and each ring is one of a kind. And if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com, and Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Just use code Locked On. That's code Locked On when you check out. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. One live NBA draft show is not enough for Locked On. The entire NBA channel is going live tonight on NBA Draft Night. So if you have a favorite NBA team, maybe the Atlanta Hawks, make sure you subscribe now to their Locked On YouTube channel so you get notified when they go live on NBA Draft Night. Charlie Morton had another encouraging start. Now you look back at his last three games for the Atlanta Braves, and I think we're starting to see signs of the old Charlie Morton that we're used to seeing. But going to Wednesday night, 39 called strikes plus swings and misses. Anything around 30 is great. He had 39 of those, and most of them were called strikes. 
on a Wednesday. A great performance. Seven innings, three hits, no walks, two earned runs, both of them solo home runs, which is kind of crazy. He's already allowed 11 home runs this year. He, he allowed 16 all of last year. Not really sure the reasoning for that, other than perhaps you know just a command issues, which I think is what's been plaguing him most of this year. And I think maybe you can blame some of that on coming back from a very serious injury. But again, two run, two earned runs, both of them off solo home runs and 11 strikeouts. And again, you look at the last three games for Charlie Morton now, his last three starts, he's pitched 20 innings, allowed just 11 hits and one walk. That is a huge key for me. You listen to the podcast, you know, I'm very tuned in to the walks, um, the walks that the pitchers are allowing, the walks that the Braves are taking and you have the last three starts from Morton. He's allowed just one walk and talked about this on the postcast with Grant McCauley. Yeah. He's given up some home runs. A lot of them are solo shots. And as long as you're not walking batters and then giving up those home runs and giving up two, three run homers, you can live with those solo home runs. And he's, he's walked just one batter in his last three starts. He's given up four solo home runs, six earned runs in total over those last three starts with 32 strikeouts in those 20 innings at the 2.70 ERA in a 0.60 whip. So again, you weren't sure in that Pirate start. He went six innings, gave up four earned, gave up the two solo homers in the first inning and gave up a couple more in the sixth. But he had all those strikeouts, had 12 strikeouts in that game. And so you thought, okay, Maybe this is Charlie Morton turning a corner. In his last outing, he thought, okay, maybe this really is Charlie Morton turning a corner as he had his best outing of the year. I think you can say now, after this start on Wednesday, that Charlie Morton has officially come back to the Charlie Morton that we are used to seeing, and that is certainly great for this Atlanta Braves rotation. He's answered a lot of the questions that we had. Now, he did still give up a first-inning homer, and the first innings seemed to be plaguing him this year. But overall, I just thought it was another tremendous outing for him, and he's starting to become that top-of-the-rotation guy that we are used to seeing and have come accustomed to seeing at the top of the rotation for the Atlanta Braves these past couple of seasons. Um, as far as the rest of the game, I mean, Morton covered seven of those innings, and then you had Will Smith come in for an inning, and then with a one-run deficit, this time Snicker goes to A.J. Minter in the top of the ninth and um look i i get the frustrations you know this is who everybody wanted snicker to go to on tuesday and wouldn't you know it mentor allows a run uh in this game but it's not like it was a terrible outing for mentor he throws a pitch it grazes the elbow pad of rough he gives up a pretty hard hit single to longoria puts runners on first and third with one out and then he leaves a ball middle middle to la stella who Hits it pretty hard, but it was a, a ground ball right to the shortstop position. However, nobody was there. You had three infielders on the right side of second base and nobody over there at the shortstop position. When the ball was hit, you know, I thought it was going to be an easy double play, get you out of the inning, but, you know, the shift gives and the shift takes. And in this situation, it hurt the Braves and that allowed a big insurance run to score for the Giants. So, you know, Snicker can't can't do anything right here with the bullpen uh, in this series, but it doesn't matter as the Braves come back and get the win. Uh, but you did think at the time that that insurance run allowed by Mentor was eventually going to doom the Braves, but 
It did not as the offense was able to come back. And that is the key for me right now with this Braves team is that there is no quit. And it's starting to have that feeling again, that feeling we've had the past three or four years with this team is that they are never out of a game. Even on Tuesday, fell behind four to nothing, quickly erased that deficit, erased a couple of deficits in that game and kept coming back. And, you know, even in this one with Rodon, you know, dominating for six innings, you know, Morton pitched good enough, kept the Braves offense in it. You just felt like, you know, they got a rally going. They could come back in this game and that's exactly what they did and it's a great feeling to have as a fan and i'm sure as a team knowing you have the firepower up and down this lineup now that you can come back from any deficit you're not out of any game and that is just great to see for this team and they obviously have the confidence now after the win streak that they just had Uh, they know they can win these games they know that they can come back and we're starting to see that much more here as of late and hopefully it's a trend that continues as they face some of these better teams where they're going to have to fight like this. They're going to have to come from behind and win some of these games. It's great to see them be able to do that and have the confidence to know that they can do that. And that's exactly what they got done on a Wednesday night. And now they go into Thursday afternoon's game with a chance to win this four game series. And we'll preview that next. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted better gut health. As I get older, that's something I struggle with every day. And AG1 has worked wonders for me. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. You're investing in an all-in-one nutritional insurance. It's cheaper than getting all the different supplements yourself. (laughs) Athletic Greens was created when the founder experienced a ton of gut health issues and ended up on a complicated supplement routine to recover. It cost him nearly $100 a day, so he created Athletic Greens after experiencing how difficult that was. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and immune, your your, your arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop and a cup of water every day that's it i do it all the time except for this past weekend when i went on vacation and of course now i'm sick so uh that should be a a, a marketing point for athletic greens here and to make it easy they're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs i need more travel packs apparently uh, with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash mlb network Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash MLB Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. On Thursday afternoon, um, not very long after I post this podcast, the Atlanta Braves and the San Francisco Giants will be wrapping up a four-game series, an afternoon game. As I mentioned, Braves haven't been great in afternoon games, just 10 and 14 in day games this year. Only the Mariners have fewer wins in day games obviously that's not even across the board with more teams playing day games than others so we'll see if the atlanta braves can buck that trend on thursday it'll be alex wood versus kyle wright alex wood's been pretty good in june a 342 era a 1.01 whip in four june starts last start was his worst of the month he gave up four run runs on six hits and two walks over five and a third innings 
He has a 290 average against versus right-handed hitters compared to just 183 versus lefties. As you know, the Braves have a ton of right-handed hitters in their lineup, so seems like it should be a good matchup. But Wood, with that funky delivery, uh, can be hard to pick up sometimes. I'm sure doesn't make it much easier during day games. As for Kyle Wright, at 3.46 ERA in June and 1.23 whip, gave up a season-high 11 hits in his last start against the Cubs, along with a, a walk and five earned runs. Ten earned runs allowed in his last three starts, so he's looking to get back on the right track here. But he has gone at least six innings in his last five starts, so giving the Braves some good length every time he goes out there. Uh, but hopefully this time he not only gives them good length in the innings pitch, but also a good performance as well and gives the Braves offense a chance to win this game and win this series. And how big would it be to win a four-game series over a good team in the Giants, a team that you are battling in a wild card spot and wild card position? Obviously, we have higher hopes than that to get back in the division race as the Braves are as they picked up a game on Wednesday but would be huge to win a four-game series over a postseason contending team like the San Francisco Giants and the Braves have set themselves up with a chance to do that on Thursday afternoon. Well, that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. You can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Also, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacey Gotsoulias, DC Lundberg, Ryan Finkelstein, Taylor Blake Ward, host of Locked On Yankees, Locked On Mariners, Locked On Mets, Locked On Angels, and you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 